0: My name is Christopher McKinnon, and you're listening to the Notes from Dad to Son podcast. A podcast from a dad who's still trying to figure it all out in time for his son being old enough to start asking the questions. Welcome to episode 23 of Notes from Dad to Son podcast. I'm calling this episode The Silver Lining from the get-go because this episode isn't going to be a feel-good episode this is a search for catharsis recorded pure and simple I need for catharsis And a silver lining title is to remind me that there is a silver lining you know from time to time you get that need to be reminded of a silver lining Speaking of that phrase, silver lining, you know, every cloud has a silver lining. A lot of times in my life, when I hear that phrase, there's another voice in the back of my mind that always has to point out that in order for there to be a silver lining in the first place, Always has to be that dark cloud, and there always is a dark cloud. You know, I just feel as if. sometimes it just feels as if I was born in a wrong time or the wrong place you know, nothing nothing about life as it is today lives up to any anything that I could come to expect from, you know, the the memories that other family members would share from the, the media, from entertainment, from literature. just the whole world is, is just fucked you know I'm marking this episode as explicit I don't often do that with my podcast episodes but you know what this is this is pure and simple an episode for me just now because yeah. sometimes I just need to talk things out this is one of those times and I'm recording it because because why the hell shouldn't I? Why the hell not record the damn thing? You know, people are going to hear this at some point point. they're going to listen and they might think, oh, what a miserable bastard, but so fucking what? it's just how you even put my finger on this it's just I've always had this kind of feeling at the back just you know a little surface level consciousness there's always this this sense of total total lack of satisfaction or appreciation for how how I find myself in in among other people other situations other um, other things going on and around you know, everybody well, they may not be so well adjusted to but, you know, people just seem to get on and and muddle through and and just accept the reality for what it is and it just none of it feels comfortable none of it at any point in my life really none of it has ever felt comfortable So you say about you know having kind of like depressive thoughts and all that, that it's good to get them out and, and things like that and I've, I've tried several times or the years various means and methods of expression to do that whether it's been through music through writing or drawing or painting or whatever and on the whole I, I tend to keep these things mainly to myself and usually the act of of that creation in and of itself is enough of a a means of trying to articulate or put across you know this nameless absence that just is ever present. So I'm sat here in the in lounge with this a sketchbook that I started. Like the first entry in it was from like two thousand and nine. And It's actually a a watercolor rendition of a piece of digital artwork I had done some years before that, but never saved. Because quite often, whenever I go through feeling in this way, at the end of the the process of creating, I would just destroy the, the end result and that's what happened with the digital. Rendition of the picture. So it's funny that that this has survived in this book for so long, and um, I just call it. Sometimes you have days like this. As I go through the the rest of the book, you know there's other things in there. it's things that particular meaning to me in my initiation in the Temple of Set, other things in relation to previous goals and some uh, pieces of artwork that I made specifically for to go alongside the music that I'd created. what strikes me about some of these pictures is this is like the reverse process from that first page I was talking about because with these I I started out with just the blank page and I barely used anything resembling paint but I did use olive oil I did use blood I used black ink and the pages are, are still is I wouldn't say quite moist but they're they're not dry put it that way the pages aren't dry And I scanned them in years ago and then manipulated them digitally into what later became artwork to go alongside the tracks for some of the music. You know, and I think the last of those music related ones are from like ten years ago. On the next page, there's an, uh, another black ink related. I suppose it must be an attempt to find motivation and just carry on. It's words mainly, but they've been partially. Um, smudged out so it's kind of hard to read I'm still not over the cold that I had last week anyway from what I can make out on this page it says Never stop Always another step Bound demon in stone and silver Use me Or lose yourself I keep you And leave Summon it or lose yourself another will always find me just as I can read that next part Hunger of progress vengeful destroyer of the easily satisfied keep going failed opportunities, red like the rage, the rage of abandoned lusts, black core reflecting hidden and fearful expectation held in silver a treasure at the, when found container as further demands act or stagnate you must always choose act or stagnate you must always choose Is that that last line that just there isn't a choice, really there isn't a choice you always have to keep going no matter how you feel about anything you always have to keep going there's some other writing here I think this is another attempt at trying to to describe this feeling. So for two pages. So it begins. I'm not even going to be consistent in here. Maybe the royal we suits better redundant, or perhaps not. In any case, a curse isn't going to do it for me. There's too much I just don't like about many people. When I'm calm it just seems to enrage them, and I see the ugliness of those emotions, envy, fear, inadequacy, insecurity, Worst of all, that they can see my ways are flawed but they can't do better I somehow want to improve things in a world that I find often can't accommodate the changes I want to make I want to do the right thing, but the right thing is what gets me into trouble In another society, I still feel like just walking away In either whilst it's always so damn lonely I can't get alone enough then in isolation there accompanying me are ghosts of damages past I loved them too much they knew and resented me for it I hate that I have that nostalgia and will hard to forget I had to switch it all off and the dissatisfaction for my lot in favour of something that has, until now, scared me. I wish to death. I remember all that pain. Grieving then for the days I didn't feel I deserved. I've had those and more since When can I run out? It's not even a sad thought anymore Fuck it, I can't write It's not even a thought that depresses me That is, I no longer believe in actual happiness There's not the opposite to fill that void But plenty of distractions and I've begun to have my fill of those. It's always been stronger. Strongest of any feeling. Depression isn't the word. I don't have the word. This isn't something that a person can get help for. I wouldn't want it even if there was. Drown It's so familiar. When it's been away for a while and returns I want to drown in it. I've always felt some bond with it. I wanted to stay. I burned it into me one day when I felt it the most and the reminder remains whilst it absconds elsewhere for the pursuit of it is gentrified my explorations of it too pretty too intricate too densely populated the simple truth of it cannot be grasped tightly it's like a breeze through dense fog brushing past and still clinging to me I see and cloud skies in midsummer midnights. Here in what should be a natural calm, a silence only in relation to all our noise. Old stones, rushing cold water and burned wood. Stripped back in any sound, I no longer want to relate. I want to become it. Harbinger of this nameless emotive experience of a loss long forgotten, barely recalled in certain fleeting, stormy passing by. It's the worst in all things I've known. I can't even wish it on anybody. me it's too good to share, maybe that's what holds me back, does it have me in check or am I the one who reigns, maybe it's hollow then, I feel let go slit down and I can't sink far enough into the depths I don't deserve it but it's all I've ever wanted (sighs) I can't remember when I wrote that I about that silver lining? I've still got the girlfriend that I love immensely. I've still got my boy that I love immensely. I still have this flat that I'm still paying for, still trying to redecorate, still trying to get into a saleable state so I can then get into the next rung of the fucking property ladder and piss off to some other suitable accommodation still got that and today Fraser had a six month check up at the paediatrician Um, development thing at the Queen Elizabeth University Hospital and and the meeting was absolutely fine you know another meeting with more health professionals happy with his development happy that he is doing just fine for a boy who is born 8 weeks premature who socialises who makes eye contact who understands language who is walking Who will respond to your questions and simple commands or directions. We did not impress upon any of the three people we saw today in professional capacities that he might have autism. who has what the language people were referring to as templating in that he doesn't just understand words but understands them in context and in sentences and responds thereby. That's the silver lining. The silver lining that once again, I had been, I thought at the time, vindicated in my own faith of just how fine and happy and healthy our boy is by the professionals confirming there was nothing to worry about And for a fleeting moment, I let out a sigh of relief, because it seemed to me, that in that moment, having that same, having that same reassurance given by three other professionals in the room, that the penny had dropped and that we could move on and that there's nothing to worry about and having been reassured, did not even make it out of the building before Caroline came to some other conclusion of what was discussed in the room and I just couldn't believe what I was hearing. I couldn't believe that she had sat in the same room with us, had all her fears put aside, given the reassurance that Fraser is fine and happy and healthy and they had no inclination to think he had any Autism of any kind and through watching him interact and play and move around and respond to everyone present where it was implicitly stated that kids with Autism at his stage in development could not template could not join in a game independently at the request of an adult whilst making eye contact and laughing and being aware of the social context and what have you all of that all of those words wasted utterly wasted never mind that they're going on paper to the GP never mind that the health visitor will be following up after this appointment and take place never mind never mind silver lining is that I'm right about the wrong fucking things all the time always about the wrong fucking things because it's not good enough that I listen to concerns It's not good enough that after listening to concerns that I can explain and try and offer reassurance as to why those concerns that Caroline had are not shared by myself and have never been shared. By any of the health professionals. It's not good enough. It's not good enough because she feels like she's being fogged off. Because she feels that no one listens to her no one listens to her concerns. and it was today that after she said that on the outside that I spoke with more clarity about how how I feel about this matter than if I had if I were to try and articulate it in another way and it is not that no one is listening to her concerns it is that people are listening to her concerns and offering reassurance giving you know actual factual information that would reassure anyone else that the the concerns are not valid but it is Caroline who is not listening to them, at every appointment, there have been concerns about X, Y and Z, and following every health visitation from the health visitor, from every developmental appointment. She confides, she confesses to them that she Googles everything and she is told consistently by them and by, by me not to be searching on Google for things that might be wrong with the boy. Because there isn't anything wrong with the boy. And she says, most often I just want him to be okay. And I I feel like I'm running out of ways to say that Fraser is doing fine. I feel like there aren't any more ways to say that Fraser is doing fine because... to say that and then be dismissed as someone who doesn't listen to her, doesn't listen to her concerns. It just always has to be something. Always has to be something. that's what it feels like in reality and objectively I know that this comes from another place altogether and she said herself on the bus today and this is the the way it all comes from she says, I know there's nothing wrong with him, but if there was something wrong with him, it would be my fault, meaning her own fault. In reference again to him being born premature. She still carries this guilt about Fraser being born premature and it has colored every, every developmental phase of a boy's life so far because she just carries that guilt with her and I had to say to her again you know this isn't justified you don't need to blame yourself for him being born premature and she said but it's no one else's fault The fact that he was born premature is no one's fault. That it can't be blamed on anyone else is not a guarantor for it to be blamed on yourself. Blame isn't necessary, blame isn't helpful. And despite him being born premature, he is doing just fine. And despite Caroline's guilt, she's still the best and only mother I would ever envisage having for my kid. and despite how I feel about what I've been saying so far in this episode I'm still going to put it out there because although Caroline sometimes listens to these episodes and although that other people Can listen to these episodes I started this podcast pure and simple for me to articulate what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling what I think is important for my son so that whenever he's got questions about any number of things then I'll have at least laid some groundwork in trying to find those answers for myself, first of all. And as I've said before, the simple fact that this is going out there doesn't change its purpose, the point of this isn't to gain followers or likes or listeners but it's to create a record of where I am, what I'm thinking, what I'm feeling at the given time that it's recorded and put out there. And it just so happens that the podcast being hosted and archived online is just a better means of storing and making accessible for Fraser later on. And for me later on as well, this laptop is not going to last forever hard drives can fail I feel like though today was on the whole a good day felt after as the evening has progressed I found myself in that place again where I had you know when I was talking about the, the little book my sketch pad I found myself in that place and That's not to say that the events of the day put me there it's that I've never really left that place in the first, first instance. So, whilst I can always see a silver lining, I'm acutely aware that there is always a black cloud around. always above or behind just out of peripheral vision always there and that's probably why I said in that other page act or stagnate you must always choose this is an act this is an act fuck I'm ending it here